The Bible Study Podcast, episode 202. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of newness with renewing. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We've been studying newness and the various promises in the Bible that talk about newness. And again, I'm staging this, that the Bible starts with creation and ends with recreation at the end of Revelation, which was the last study we did. And so that I'm claiming that the Bible is all about newness and being made new. And we're going to jump into verses in both the Old and New Testament in this episode, and starting with Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, these are verses that would be very special to me on days like today. I have taken a new job, and the new job is in Boston, even though I'm in San Jose, and so I'm working at a shifted schedule. I'm rolling out of bed early in the morning, or early for me at least, at 6.30, and immediately getting on the computer and starting work. And so I'm still bleary-eyed when I start work, and am for the first half hour at least. And today it seemed like for the first two or three hours I just could not wake up. And people wonder and people ask me all the time, how is it that you were able to do all that you do, put out three podcasts a week and yet still get a full-time job in also and spend some time, hopefully, paying attention to your family? And that's a fine question. And the answer is often lack of sleep. And so these sort of verses give me some hope that maybe that my lack of sleep will be encouraged by God and that God will make me less tired. But perhaps that's not exactly what they're talking about. Perhaps this is not the biblical version of caffeine. I did a study when I was in high school as I was training to be a youth assistant at the church that I was at on these verses. And it talks about those who have hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, or they will mount up with wings like eagles is the older version of this. And the author of the study looked at what it took for eagles to fly. And apparently, and the story goes, that the eagles or the eaglets grow up in a nest that is made out of thorns, but then filled with the soft, downy feather of their mother's interior feathers so that it is soft and comfortable and warm. But when it is time for the eagles to learn to fly, the first thing that happens is that the mother eagle takes the soft, downy feathers out of the nest and leaves only the thorns. And so... The eagles don't get ready to mount up with wings or to soar until first they are put in a situation that is uncomfortable. And I think that is true for us sometimes also that as we are getting ready to do something new, as we are getting ready to do something risky, as we're getting ready to do something wonderful, that sometimes it takes something uncomfortable to move us out of our everyday, our average, and our routine And so God also sometimes uses those situations that are not comfortable, those situations that are challenging, to encourage us, to strengthen us, and to cause us to grow, as the mother eagle does for the eaglets. 
And then the way the mother eagle teaches the eagles to fly is she hands them a audiovisual guide on flight. No, that's not true. She takes them up to a high height and she drops them. And they plummet at first, and she lets them plummet for a ways, and then she swoops down and catches them. And just when they are glad this ordeal is over, she returns to an altitude and drops them again. And certainly there are times, I think, before we learn to soar, that it feels like life is plummeting. But this may be just something on the path to soaring. And so when we talk about being renewed, when we talk about God renewing our strength, it does not necessarily mean that God does it through a Caribbean vacation and lying on the beach. That God will sometimes, in the midst of storms, in the midst of struggles, give us a sense of peace and a sense of renewal. But that sometimes it is those very struggles that are the impetus or the mechanism by which God is using to help us to grow. And I'm sorry if that sounds undesirable, and I think it sometimes does. But if you think about, for instance, a child that's learning to walk, think about what if you tried to take away from that child every possibility of falling, they would never learn to walk. And sometimes God will do the same thing with us. He will let us fall on our way to something better, on our way to a new strength, on our way to a new capability. And then from Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's a very short series of verses here, but God is encouraging us, or Paul is encouraging us, to be transformed, not to be conformed, and to be renewed. So let's look at that. Basically, he's saying to offer ourselves first as a living sacrifice. Now, what does that mean? A sacrifice is something that was given up to God, and it is given for God's use. And we think of the sacrificial animals, but also something else could be given as a sacrifice and not used up. But basically, to be made holy, holy, set apart for God's use is what that word is meaning. So not holy like we should be holier than thou, but holy as in instruments of God, set apart for God's use, sacrifices to God, sacrifice being putting the will of God before our own will. And if that isn't countercultural, I don't know what is. And that is certainly related to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is what? The pattern of this world is you only go about once, grab all the gusto you can, the, you, you're number one, look out for number one. But instead, we're being encouraged to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to think new thoughts, to have our minds made new. We talked in the last episode about having our hearts made new, those things that we long for, those things that we hope for. Literally, we're talking here about having our minds renewed, having new thoughts, a new frame of reference, a new paradigm, a new way of thinking. Not with us first, but with God first. To be transformed into the image of God, 
to be transformed into a sacrificial tool in God's hands. Then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Again, we're talking about a life that is focused on the will of God, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That sounds better than my will, or at least the results of my will, what happens when I always do what I want every time. They don't always turn out so good, pleasing, or perfect. So certainly the idea that if I put God's will in front of my will, that the results will be good, pleasing, and perfect sounds like a good thing. And then also from Paul, from Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 32. This is a larger section. There's one little piece in here talking about renewal, but I want to do the whole section, which is instructions for Christian living. And this is, how do I do that? How do I do that renewing of my mind that he was talking about back there in Romans 12? So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Okay, so we are encouraged not to be full of greed, impurity, sensuality, And to not be futile in our thinking. Again, we're talking about where is our mind? What are we thinking about? It's interesting that they have lost all sensitivity. And therefore, they have given themselves over to these other things. Sensitivity to what? I wonder if, again, we're talking about sensitivity to the will of God. It says they are separated, darkened in their understanding, and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. So there is a barrier between them and God, a barrier sometimes between us and God, that keeps us from thinking like God thinks, that makes us insensitive. Continuing on in verse 20, That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So again, we're talking about here putting on a new thought process, putting on a new mind, talking about what we have been taught. You were taught to put off your old self, which is corrupted, and be made new in the attitude of your minds. It's interesting, this talks about not thoughts, but attitudes. How do we think about others? How do we think about God? How do we think about family? How do we think about work? Do we need an attitude adjustment? Are we stuck in our old ways? Do we see people as people who God loves, whether we agree with them or not? Whether they are Christians or not? Whether they're of our particular brand of Christianity or not? Do we see family as important to God and worthy of our time and our attention and our care? Do we see work as a gift from God, but not more important than people and family? Do we need an attitude adjustment? Or have we been corrupted by our deceitful desires, our desires for more, 
our desires for things not in our best interest. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. What Paul describes at that point is a new thought process. What he describes is something that is countercultural. Countercultural because we're talking about getting rid of bitterness, rage, and anger, even towards those we disagree with. No brawling and slander, every form of malice. And when we say do not steal, certainly many of us look at that and say, well, certainly I've never walked into a convenience store and held it up. But that might be downloading software that we haven't bought or music that we shared with friends, or it might mean cheating on our taxes. There are a lot of different ways to steal. So what Paul is encouraging us to do is to be renewed in our thinking, to be renewed in our minds, to approach life a different way, to approach life with thinking the way that God thinks. Again, see the importance of people all around us. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi friend, are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.